the volume. Live on another Moneyline Monaco podcast, we are on Amazon Amp, wherever you get your pods, Volume Sports YouTube channel. What an evening on a LeBron Taco Tuesday in the NBA. What a fascinating first round we have. So many storylines, so much to get into. Going to graze over all of the series, at least a thought or two on them in this episode. I want to make sure... We speak on today's action. Lakers-Grizzlies is fascinating. I got where the tickets are, where the money is for you. A little bit of some trends behind these teams. The Heat and the Bucks is riveting for Game 2. Giannis, at the moment, is doubtful. Can't feel good about picking a side in that game, but I think there's a ton of value of props. Anytime a star goes out, you got to look to the Malcolm in the middle pins. The Drew never takes a holiday. I got fun word play for these bucks, but it is a tall task for Budenholzer and those boys tonight. And then, of course, you have just, just the quiet, mile-high basketball Denver team going about their business. Probably going to be a gentleman sweep there against Minnesota. But I digress on that thought. Let's get into a interesting matchup tonight with the LA Lakers and the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, at the moment, we have Ja Morant in a situation with his wrist where he has no breaks or fractures. Again, this is according to a Woj, to a Shams. The, the point is, it is a game-time call for Ja again. But I want you to know from a betting perspective, the Grizzlies are... One of the best, not just after a loss, but at home, they're 35 and seven. They're tied for the best in the league with Denver at that record at home. You have to say to yourself out loud in a series like this. And again, I'm a Laker fan. You're listening to a Southern California kid. I am looking at the painting emotionally. I did it last night with the Knicks. Again, worked for the network, saw plus five and a half, loved it horrendous call if you really take a step back and think about it who of all these first series are really capable of a certified sweep you can make a case for the celtics and the hawks the nets and the and the sixers and maybe the t-wolves and the nuggets i think the t-wolves at home get one the point is there's the zigzag theory out there there's the the series doesn't start till you win a game on the road theory that's already prevalent in a Clippers, in a Lakers, in a Heat series. There are a lot of playoff booby traps from a betting perspective that I have learned on, on the losing side of that I just want you to be aware of. So again, you're looking at a Lakers team that did Everything they should have done. Again, I went on record saying this is adult grown men basketball, grown man strength on guys in their 20s. You take the adult in the dance every time they throw hands. Well, the Grizzlies didn't want to add finesse and lean on their skill and go a little pizzazz because, again, you go tit for tat with Lakers Grizz, you can make a case the Grizzlies are a little more overall talented, not by a lot. Again, 
LeBron AD, the best players on the court, not named Ja. If you're going today, today, to me, I'm biased. I think LeBron's still the best player in the series. But neither here nor there. You look at this game tonight. It's a pick'em game. Now, Vegas gives you blues clues. Why the line for Miami hasn't moved that much without Giannis? Little fishy. Why did the Suns lose game one at a seven and a half point line and then come back and have Vegas lay eight and a half? The Suns cover last night. That's a little fishy. The Knicks won game one outright dominant 101.97 line didn't move. Well, guess what? In the Grizzlies and the Lakers, you can't say that. The line has moved tremendously. This was a plus five at one point on game one's line. Had line movement, got up to four and a half and five people. The Lakers tonight, and again, Jaw is on the somewhat game time decision injury block here. Put the Lakers a favorite. Without going on a tangent, I'm not telling you to bet the Lakers tonight. I'm on the Lakers series ticket. You know I'm on the Lakers to win the West at 15-1. to 1. I've been on them, just like the Knicks, in their respective conferences. But tonight, you take everything into consideration. Everybody is on the Lakers bandwagon. Memphis does have DOG. I will give them that. that. Memphis is deep. They are a tough out at home. They've been that all year. Awful loss. And again, this is where you have to get into that gambling mindset. Get into almost the locker room of these guys. Were the Suns really going to let that team go down 0-2? At home, I don't think so. What's the difference here? Again, you have to remind yourself that the Lakers are a team in game one that got more offensive production from Austin Reeves, I'm him, and Rui Hachimura than they did King James and AD. I mean, literally say that out loud. 43 points between your two stars or 52 from your role players. That ain't going to happen again. Now, they could have a Kings mentality where Monk gave you 32 and then the next game you're getting more production from a Harrison Barnes or a Keegan Murray or a Herder, what what have you. That 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 can't happen for the Lakers tonight. A Schroeder, a Vanderbilt, a Beasley who was scoreless. But the idea that Memphis goes down two at home knowing they're the best team in the league on the whole Costco sample size of the season to protect home court, I don't see it. This is a sick moment where, as a better, do I want a Sonic the Hedgehog graduate to a higher Pokemon hieroglyphic, potentially? Do I want to go from Charmeleon to Charizard? Sell my Millhouse soul. I'm, I'm dropping three pop culture shows in this sentence. And go the Grizzlies, because that's where I see it tonight. But on a prop thought, I wanted to at least make mention of a couple of them. And one of them being what I feel is an excellent purchase, especially if Jaw goes down. Jaron Jackson, and again, he's a little bit above his pay grade right now as far as production, but he has been absolutely off the sh charts remarkable. Jaron Jackson tonight comes into the game two, having scored 30-plus in four of his last five. That includes three straight people over his last five he's averaging around 37 and change with points plus 
rebounds. To me, I don't know how we don't fire on JJ tonight on some sort of player combo, maybe loop him in with AD or Braun. Now, if you go look at the box score in the weeds, no one really rebounded for the Lakers in game one, except for AD and Braun, both with double doubles. AD, again, had 12 in game one, but not. But let's not forget he had 19 and 22 against this team. They do not have Clark. They do not have a couple of big pieces on the block that are going to allow for more Laker rebounds for their bigs. And again, 14-plus boards for AD may sound regronculous, but he's averaging 17 against the Grizz in his last three. And furthermore, he's gone 14 plus 25 times this season. Nine of those were road games in the last three months. So he's averaging 13 from February on. We're mid-April. I, I like the idea of maybe coupling a Jaron Jackson player combo with an AD rebounding prop tonight. Again, the guy got stinger, a stinger on his right arm in the middle of the second quarter, towards the end of the second quarter, and came out and cooked after everyone on the NBA on countdown wrote him off again. He came back and cooked. So that's where I'm at for tonight. If you asked me, I have to have to put $100 tonight. I would go against my team. Unfortunately, I, I got the Lakers to win the series. I think this is an unbelievable value play if you have no heart in the game. And all things considered, the Grizzlies tonight seem to be the move. The place is going to be rocking. I want to quickly make mention this heat, <laughs> this heat Buck series right now. I mean, and I'm boys with my guy, John Henson, who I work with, former Buck, former teammate of Giannis. I, I'm nervous. Everybody in the whole basketball world is a little nervous. Our guy is doubtful for tonight's game. I'm seeing a six and a half point line pending where you shop. I'm seeing two to one on the NBA future side of things as far as this team winning. Now, the Heat at plus 200. Just want to shout this out. If they win tonight, the, it will, to me, I don't know how they don't go to minus money if they win tonight. But you can still nap. It's called a series spread. The Miami Heat are still plus one and a half games, meaning they win the series or they go to seven. You cash that plus one and a half. It's a 4-3 series price number or they win outright. That might be worth sprinkling on. Now, it's juiced a little bit. You can couple that with a Suns to win the first round if you're comfortable with them. You could click on, you know, the unfathomable buttons of Sixers and Celtics and Nuggets to get that number down and not juiced and just sit on that plus one and a half. I think it's worth thinking about. And again, you go down the list. I watched the game. I chased it. I was on the heat plus nine and a half. Don't be like me when you grow up betting. And I, I took the bucks. I tried to double Costanza dip, as I say, but I watched and I was nervous. It's one of those things in gambling. You got a pit in your stomach. You're on the wrong side. You know you're on the wrong side. You want to feel like you might have made the right live pick. If Giannis doesn't go tonight, I just think, and you saw it psychologically with Jimmy Buckets, putting a Instagram story up of deer being hunted. Miami smells blood in the water. They have deer's in the headlights, metaphorically speaking, not a soul in the land thought Miami could do this. They're 4,000 to 1 to win the East. I don't hate the value at all. 
But furthermore, you get 33 from Middleton, 16 from Drew. You get 22 from Grayson and Brooke. Bobby Portis gave you 21. How much higher is the Willy Wonka ceiling for these players? Middleton can't go too much more of another gear. It's been my problem with Milwaukee. Everyone wants to just write their ticket to the finals. Dude, their supporting cast is a 2K83. I dare you to tell me otherwise. There's some nice pieces. We forget Giannis is the best player in the world. In the world. Period. Point blank. There is no close second. Now, LeBron could have the best player in the playoffs run and win the Lakers a ring. That's certainly on the table. It's on the table for a couple players to be the best player in this year's playoff tournament. But as far as who's the best player in the world right now going into next year, it's Giannis today, it's Giannis tomorrow. The idea that we don't adjust tonight is ridiculous. You have to. You have to watch the Heat and say to yourself, okay, they don't have Tyler Hero. He broke his hand. They happen to have an exact carbon copy. Yes, a lesser version, but as far as role fitting, Duncan Robinson just slides right on over. It's the Seinfeld joke of, do you take this best man? Do you take this man on the altar? So if he gets cold feet, everyone just slides over and the ceremony continues. Duncan Robinson is a three-point machine when he is cooking. He's been paid and benched. But they're going to have to pull him out. Don't forget, they have a Kevin Love. Don't forget, they won this game with Kyle Lowry having two points and Hero gone by half. It could have gone the other way. Again, Miami, one of five teams that played D the whole year. Call it what you will. Oh, they didn't play D, really? Well, they ended with the second least points given up on defense. Second best defense as far as points per game against in the entire association. I just think tonight, if Giannis is out, consider the six and a half, consider the plus one and a half on the series prices. I got a couple of bucks tickets on futures. I have I have a Chiefs and a Bucks to win the East. I, I'm going to lose out on thousands if the Bucs lose. I'm not happy about it, but you have to go to the Peyton Manning line of scrimmage in these series and consider Omaha. Shout out our cousins. All right. Let's talk about a prop in that game real quick and then move off it. I feel Drew Holiday tonight is our guy. And again, got some stats to back this up. But you look at Holiday, he had 16 and 16. I mean, literally, not to be puntastic, he's dishing Christmas presents like it is G December 25th to every single buddy on the team. 16 assists? I mean, that was a playoff career high. And without Giannis, only 11 games on a Costco sample size for the year. But his numbers go up, and they go up enough to take a look at him tonight, pending where you shop. He averages just under 23 and just under 10 assists without Giannis. So that's around 33, give or take 32. His over-under on points plus assists tonight is at 29 and a half. His over on just Danny Dimes tonight is eight and a half. I may be double dipping on both of these. I think Holiday, again, one of the most underrated, underappreciated guards because he's not super glamorous with his play. He doesn't have jaw, athleticism, Russell Westbrook intensity. He just goes out 
plays a perfect Budenholzer consummate professional role for this Bucks system, and he plays it brilliantly. And without Giannis tonight, I ha- I think you have to take a look at him. Again, the numbers back it up. And once Giannis went out, he stepped up immediately, and he is very much so the floor general of this team. I think Drew Holiday is a great play tonight. Um, On the other game tonight, a couple of player props. I think Jokic fouling out. And again, bear in mind, Jokic doesn't foul out. Matter of fact, he hasn't fouled out since not only before he got any of these MVPs, not only before we we went into a pandemic, the guy hasn't fouled out since 2019. All right. I've aged a decade. I've gone from my 20s to 30s since this man has last fouled out. How does that impact tonight? To be honest, he averaged 9.8 assists on the season. I, I'm watching Denver basketball. I don't watch it game to game, but I watch it enough. It is beautiful basketball. It is team ball. They don't care how they get it done. They really don't. They just get it done. And Jokic, it's a, it's a weird team as far as your center is your floor general for this club. But, but Jokic is such a brilliant touch passer with the seven foot club vision. He can see the court in a way you can't. The guy went for nine plus assists 49 times this year. And riddle yourself this, not once or twice, the last 10 times this man went for eight or fewer assists. The last 10, he followed it up with over eight and a half. I think we have to very much consider it. I don't know that a triple double is worth a sprinkle, but I think Jokic looking to get involved looking to get his teammates involved and especially stay out of foul trouble. I like him to get that nine and cash us that ticket. Jamal Murray, 24, eight and eight in game one was superb. Just want to make mention his numbers playoff wise, 2019, 2020. Of course he was injured, but those last two years, he's gone from 21 to 26. And I'm looking at this Minnesota defense matchup wise, I they do not have the bodies to catch up with the versatility of this Denver team. And again, you got crafty role play players on this Denver team that allow for a Murray to get a lot of one-on-ones. And his athleticism is really underrated. I think potentially over PRA of 33 and a half tonight is worth a sprinkle, especially with him getting 40 total in game one. He he tends to uptick at home. Uh, moving forward but let's turn the page talk out a couple series here um is there value is there not a couple of series that don't have games tonight of course Draymond Green on the volume sports network uh colleague which is an incredible thing to always say one of the best pods in the game in my opinion the best pod in the game in the sports world shout out Jackson but we're looking at a at a I am I am beside myself what we just saw the league cho- choose to do. They are suspending our guy, Draymond Green. Podcasts will never be bigger, by the way. But how do you suspend Draymond Green and do nothing with Sabonis? I'm going to lose my Scotty Van Bab beat mine. Sure, he stepped on him. Dude, I watched it 10 times. I bet soccer every other day. I watch soccer across five leagues. Sabonis is an international lad. He goes for a Kurt ankle ankle lock. Then he decides to Siri off flop. Oh, Walt Dre, 
doesn't even put his whole body weight on him. That was way more WWE courteous than him actually putting 260 on a sternum. He went and got it x-rayed. Dude, let me remind you that his father got dunked on by Shaq and started weeping, weeping. An adult grown man weeping from a Shaq dunk Shaq backing up Draymond makes it full circle he had Draymond's back I have Draymond's back a lot of I did a video on it the NBA players have Draymond's back again a certified dog that allowed his past to seep into the bias for what the league decided to do all I have to say is from a betting perspective bringing it to something actionable dubs tomorrow by a billion I personally, if I had the open schedule, would fly across the country to shut that Buzz Lightyear beam down. All of a sudden, Sacramento, who's become this lovable character on sitcom television. Oh my gosh, they won. Yay, everybody. Kumbaya. Has now with this Draymond thing, I feel, swayed the fans. I don't want to see Sacramento move on. I am beside myself seething that this Kings team has gotten away with what they've gotten away with at home. I got to be honest. I'm a little flabbergasted that the series price is what it is, which at the moment I'll pull it up. Sacramento minus 174. Statistically speaking, and I do have the numbers exactly in front of me. We do the research so you don't have to. The numbers on a team historically in the playoffs down 0-2. It ain't good. It's happened 442 times and 92.8% of the times, which is far bigger than the Paul Rudd sex, sex Panther cologne from Anchorman 60% of the time is cashing out a 2-0 and closing it. 92, we can round it down. Nine out of 10 win this spot. Now, the Warriors haven't really been in the spot. We know they're 7-0 and under Kerr in the first round. Curry, we've seen it all over social, has never been down 0-2. Only 32 teams out of 442 at a 7.2% number have come out of this. And the Warriors last time they did it in the first round, 1987. I was negative three. Little terrifying. Now, I feel how this went. And NBA momentum is fascinating. I think the Warriors will get up for this game. I think the Warriors will win this game by a big margin. I think the Warriors will remind us of their championship pedigree. What I'm getting at is plus money now for the Warriors to win this series. We have to take it. I, I am going down with the GS Dub faithful. Now, if they protect home court, there's a world where you can get plus money on both sides and still end up with a little ROI. It's gross, but don't forget this Kings team was around plus 225 before the series started at nil-nil. If it goes 2-2, I could see it getting back, you know, probably more like plus 174, 180. Either way, it's interesting to note that you could potentially take a little quiche off of both sides and time it perfectly. Now, series spread-wise, you can get the Warriors at plus one and a half at minus 162. Do not hate that at all. This could easily go seven. This could easily go the Seabiscuit distance. And we know 
the age old saying is the series doesn't start till somebody wins on the road. Well, okay, Sacramento, go on the road and win. Now I'm a little bit worried with Mike Brown. I think he's out coached Kerr through two games. I really do. Eight threes and still won the games a little scary. The defense looks better in Sacramento right now than it does in Golden State. But again, have your moment. You waited seven years for it under Fox. It's a long time coming, but now we're going to get back to really where we are in the world of GSW playoff basketball. So I think the Warriors, to me, are an absolutely must-fire, even though we saw what we saw. Remind yourself, both games were one-possession games with a couple minutes left. It's a make-or-miss league, and you look at Curry missing that game-time three in game one, Curry down three, missing a three, them getting the board, going down, and Fox hitting a three, making it six when it could have went tied with two and a half to go. It, it has been that close. So I don't want to overreact, and I do want to side with a team that I think has a little momentum. So I will be getting out of here on a dubs cover on game three. I'm leaning that way. It's at seven right now. I'll officially fire it tomorrow on our Amazon amp, but plus 146, I have to take it. I think plus one and a half series games, coupling it again with a cupcake that's going to move on. A Denver, maybe at a series spread price to lower that minus 162 down to even money. I think it's worth a sprinkle. I really do. If you don't want to take plus 146. And furthermore, there is, you know, the other series. I mean, we're looking at the Celtics. We're looking at the Sixers. We're looking at the Nuggets. We'll know more after game two. Could be gentlemen sweeps or certified sweeps. But I can't wait. For Game 3, Suns Clippers didn't really preview that, but five team, five players in double figures, all starters for the Suns. They are the Creighton starting five of this tournament, if anyone got that out there. They don't have any bench, but they were sensational and superb. D-Book, his numbers went right back to where they are when KD's on the court. CP was fantastic. Don't know why he decided to bump with his shoulder Kawhi after the game. I don't love that at all. I do not want to awaken a San Diego State Aztec certified two-time MVP champion beast. You don't need it. It's going to be interesting, though. Game three, Clippers, Suns. I haven't even fully decided where I'm at for game three. It's a two-and-a-half-point line, but I will be making picks on that as well. That is tomorrow night. Thank you, NBA, for making us watch either or or busting out your laptop because all of us don't have two TVs at home for a 10 and a 10.30 Eastern. I digress. I will. Didn't talk Knicks. Be at the Garden Friday night. I will be on the Knicks pregame show, baby. Pedo, Monica, Han, Wally, talking best bets, and then walking myself across to the world's most famous arena. I will be all in on the Knicks for game three. Cannot wait. We'll be sure to cover that as well, but I love the Knicks to win the series. They are plus money as we talk on a Wednesday, April 19th. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to hug your mothers, and we will see you on the other side. The Volume.